Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord, worshiping together. I was very surprised to be asked to bring God's word this morning. But I was also blessed, too, in many ways, for it's a, a privilege that uh, brings with it much fear and trepidation, too. But um, I'm glad to do it. Um, besides God said he will never leave you nor forsake you and so I do have his promises to um, undergird and strengthen me and it was a great privilege to uh, be able to uh, worship with you this morning normally I'm on that side and I'm coming down when the pastor is coming up so it's it's kind of awkward for me to be in that particular position but um, I am a worshiper and I appreciate the worship here we do at Cornerstone I, I am so always amazed at what God brings forth through the music and worship here at Cornerstone. Um, the way that we will take psalms and hymns, um, like the very first one, Praise to the Lord Almighty, is basically Psalm 103 that we sang. And um, um, what a mighty fortress is our God is so full of truth. And then the last one before the, this particular uh, message was um, Glorious Day. What a truth that is for each and every one of us that one day our Lord and Savior will be coming again. Um, that's uh, fearful and exciting all at the same time because um, life is short. Uh, my wife and I right now are both going through um, her father's in intensive care and um, um, his life is uh, draining away from him and we're not sure how much longer he'll be with us. And my brothers and sisters have been calling me and telling me I need to get home because my mother's on hospice care. So um, that is um, weighty matters when people are um, on the edge of eternity, ready to meet their makers. The comforting thing about all of that is, though, is both our parents, my wife's dad, and my mother are Christians. And they know and place their faith in Jesus Christ and are trusting on his finished work on Calvary's cross for their salvation. So um, praise God for that. Um, let me get to the message. I'm wandering off, which is I'm so prone to do. So um, bear with me. My head will be down most of the time because I wander off. I've written it down almost verbatim what I'm hoping I will say. Um, I'm praying that God will not let me wander too far off. Um, so let us begin. Our message today is an invitation to all nations from Psalm 117 in your Bibles. <clears throat> it's my privilege to stand before you this morning and expound upon God's word with fear and trepidation. I will share with you what God has shown me in this study upon his word. Our passage today, Psalm 117, as I've said, let's read it together, brothers and sisters. Psalm 117, the Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Verse 1, praise the Lord, all nations, extol him, all peoples, for great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. And indeed, it's a very interesting uh, psalm. Um, 
Our message is going to be divided into three parts this morning. First part will be praise and exaltation. Then we'll do invitation to all nations and peoples. And finally, the Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Let's begin. Psalm 117 is one of the six psalms of praise commonly called the Egyptian Hallel or the Great Hallel. Hallel is the Hebrew word meaning praise. They were sung at Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacle. But the greatest significance was at the celebration of Passover, which remembers the, de the deliverance of the nation of Israel from Egyptian bondage or slavery. Um, the Israelites observed the rite of Passover and began reading psalms as part of the Passover observance. Psalm 113 through 114 were sung before the Passover meal, and Psalm 115 through 117 were sung after the meal. Our text today, Psalm 117, it's the shortest psalm. It also has the distinction of being the shortest chapter in the Bible. In addition to that, it's situated in the middle of our Bibles as well. It declares the faithfulness of God will endure forever. And we see clearly the redemptive purposes of God will be extended beyond the nation of Israel and to all nations and peoples. Psalm 117 begins and ends with praise the Lord. In between, we are going to explore the reasons why in this very succinct psalm that in essence covers the promise of redemption to all peoples and nations in two short verses. Let's begin by reviewing the meaning of praise and extol. The Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language defines praise as to commend, to applaud, to express approbation, that is, approval or commendation. Extol, meaning to praise, to magnify, to exalt in commendation. Excuse me. We, the people of God, should praise and extol the God of creation who has given us all things necessary for life in the person of His Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to read 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. This will give us cause to meditate. Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us to His own glory and excellence. When I first read that in my study, I thought, my goodness, we could just camp out and set up a tent and stay on this particular verse and just dive into it, but I thought I'd better, again, get back off my rabbit trails that I'm so prone to follow and um, stick with the message that I believe the Lord has given me or placed in my heart to bring to you. The psalm begins with praise and ends with praise. We should use the example of Scripture to begin and end each of our days with praise to our God. 
we begin our worship service with a praise in the form of singing and prayer. And we usually close our service with singing and prayer. I would recommend that you accomplish this in your own personal life as well and in your family life that you would begin your days with prayer and praise and close your days with prayer and praise. These things are all good and a blessing to the people of God. As a matter of fact, Psalm 145 verses 1 through 3 reads, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Psalm 66 verse 1 reads, Shout for joy to God all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give him glorious praise. Let's move on to part two. Invitation to all nations and people. We're still in verse 1 of Psalm 117. Let me read that again. Verse 1 of Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all peoples. In part two, we look at the invitation to all nations and peoples. We begin with the invitation to all nations and all peoples to praise and extol the Lord. The word all, meaning all peoples in every geographical location and in all time that has ever dwelt upon the earth, beginning in Genesis and ending in Revelation. The invitation to praise is given to all peoples and nations, indeed to all the creation. But even though the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims His handiwork in Psalm 19, not all men believe this because they suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 20 reads, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Unrepentant mankind or humankind, if you like, prefer to expend themselves on selfish pleasures. They or we or I become idolaters, worshiping the creation. We create a God in our own image, imagining ourselves to be God. That is the current state of man, particularly in this current age of social media and apps that feed our narcissistic sin nature that's in all of us. Beware of all that exalts man. The psalm looks back to God's intent for Adam and Eve and looks ahead to the ultimate fulfillment in the new heavens and earth in Revelation. We read in Genesis chapter 3 how the serpent deceived the woman. It's a familiar passage. If you'd like, you could turn with me to Genesis chapter 3, starting in verse 14. 
The Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. But when Jesus Christ died on the cross at Calvary, he broke the power of sin. He crushed the serpent's head whilst the serpent only bruised his heel. His sacrifice on the cross was acceptable to God and did what the blood of goats, sheep, and bulls could not accomplish. It redeemed us and has brought us near to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, it reads, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil. That is what Jesus Christ, he has destroyed the power of death. Since Jesus suffered and died on the cross, rose again in victory over the grave, the message of hope and salvation continues until the very last person upon the earth hears the gospel, repents, and believes upon the Lord Jesus and is saved. Then comes the end when history will be rolled up in the consummation of the age, when every tribe, language, people, and nation will sing a new song. Revelation 5, 9-10 reads, And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you have ransomed your people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Praise God. From the very beginning of time, God has pursued a worldwide redemptive purpose. Paul quotes in Romans chapter 15, verses 8 through 13, to make this point. It is what I could find seems to be the most comprehensive exposition of all peoples and nations from verse 1 of Psalm 117 that we're studying in the New Testament. Would you turn with me to Romans chapter 15, verses 8 through 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 8. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again it said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. 
There were a few references there. The first two, verse 10, 11, are from the Old Testament, and the others are from the New Testament. But we find most clearly the references to the Gentiles, which means all peoples other than the Jewish nation. So when God says the Jews and Greeks or Jews and Gentiles, he means all people, or that's what we read in God's word. In the New Testament, there's additional verses that are um, make this point even more clear. Um, you don't have to turn me there. I've written a few of them down, so I'll, I'll read them to you. And if you want to take notes and check them back later for yourselves, Acts chapter 10, verse 34 reads, So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation... Anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. And Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. I would make one note before I continue on with a few more references in the New Testament about the uh, gospel coming to God bringing in the Gentiles for salvation along with the Jews is that if you notice in verse Acts chapter 10 and in Romans 1, chapter 1, salvation is conditional. It's a free gift of God, but we do it is conditional. In Acts chapter 10, but in every nation, anyone who fears him, that's the condition, and does what is right and acceptable to him. And in Romans chapter 1, everyone who believes to the Jew first and also the Greek. So there is some conditions to salvation. We must believe and repent. Um, I'm going to continue on in our New Testament references to peoples and nations, the Gentiles being brought in. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, for in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and all were made to drink one spirit. In Colossians 3.11, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. And I believe another very seminal passage, Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 through 9 reads, Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham, and the scripture, foreseeing what God would justify, the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So then, brothers and sisters, it is a matter of faith, faith in Jesus Christ that has brought us near 
and has given us access to the Holy of Holies through the finished work of Jesus Christ. This is why we should glorify God and enjoy Him forever because of what He has done for us. Not that we deserve any of it. It was all of mercy and grace and love in the person of His Son, Jesus. Part 3. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Which we're going to read. Uh, Psalm 117, verse 2. Psalm 117, verse 2 reads, For great is His steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Verse 2 begins with a conjunction, the word for, meaning because of or an account of God's steadfast love and faithfulness that endure forever. We should praise the Lord. The why is His steadfast love in the person and work of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to earth, becoming human in every way, except that He never sinned. He was born of the Virgin Mary. He lived a perfect, sinless life, walked among us, teaching, healing, declaring the Word of God boldly and with clarity that the world has not known. He died a wrath-bearing death on a cross at Calvary. He suffered and died, was buried and rose again on the third day in fulfillment of the Scriptures. This is love that God would send His only Son to die in our place. God's love is fixed, fast, firm, resolute. It does not waver and is not based upon what we do, but upon what Christ has done. When Jesus was on the cross at Calvary, He declared, It is finished. And so it was. God reconciled all those who would believe in Christ to Himself in the person and work of Jesus Christ. After singing Glorious Day, I thought of one other thing in my list of Christ's accomplishments when He came to earth. And I forgot it in this list of things. And it's what all Christians hope for. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming again. There is a glorious day, brothers and sisters, when God will come in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ to set up a new heavens and new earth here upon this earth. I'm not sure exactly how He's going to do it, remake it, whatever it is. With God, all things are possible, and it will be glorious, and all those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ will enter into God's rest. Rest from works, rest from guilt and sin, and all the things that trouble us in life will be gone when we enter into the new heavens and the new earth with Christ. So we should look forward to that. And that is the glory of praise music. It lifts our hearts as we praise and worship God. All this is based on the faithfulness of His promise says that endure forever. Let me read that again. All this is based on the faithfulness of His promises that endure forever what God tells us in verse 2. God's strict performance of His promises, His constancy, is contained in the very nature of who God is. He is immutable, that is, unchanging, immortal, without beginning or end. God cannot lie, so all His promises are indeed trustworthy. His endurance is from everlasting to everlasting, he continues in the same state 
remaining unchanged, abiding forever. Psalm 9-7 tells us, The Lord sits enthroned forever. Um, my conclusions, the grand explanation is what God has promised He will provide. That's my conclusion. I'll base it on what I've written here. John chapter 6, starting in verse 37. I invite you to turn with me there. It is so rich and good that if you have an opportunity, it is a passage of Scripture that all of us should put a dog ear corner in your Bible and come back to it and memorize it because it is a um, very precious promise that Jesus himself spoke. John chapter 6, verses 37 through 40 reads, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. Praise God. The glorious truth of the Gospel contained in the person and work of Jesus Christ is made evident to all who are called. Are you hearing the call of the Gospel of peace with God through the finished work of Jesus Christ? The Bible says that you only have to repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus today and be saved. Now is the appointed time. Repent and believe.